Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green. Thank you for joining me today. This is Privacy and Surveillance Month at LP Georgia. We're going to be doing a lot of deep dives into smart cities. It was going to be Smart City Month, um, but we're making the category a little bit more broad and turning it into Privacy and Surveillance. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. If you enjoy this podcast, if you get anything from it, please subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Tell people about the podcast. Um, the more subscribers we get, the more we get into the algorithms and the more uh, more people can hear about liberty. And that's what we're trying to do here at the Libertarian Party of Georgia. On Friday, I'll be having Mr. Ted Metz on the podcast. He's running for Secretary of State against, um, well, the incumbent, Brad Raffensperger, which pff, no one likes. So um, should be a great podcast. I hung out with Ted last weekend um, at a gun show where we were trying to spread the message of liberty, and it was a blast. So looking forward to having Ted on here. All right. I think it's time to, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. Just give me one second. Well, maybe I'm not. Oh my gosh. I hate an almost sneeze. <laughs> okay. Um, so privacy and surveillance. This episode is going to be focused more on my experiences and hopefully the rest of the month I'll have guests on who are experts in different areas. Um, for the past year and eight months, I've been trying to privacy base my life. Um, I've been trying to de-Google, de-Facebook, de-everything, the every every big tech company, basically. And man, it is challenging. The amount of, I mean, I, I relied on, on Google an absurd amount um, until recently. And you don't really notice how much you're relying on other people to provide things for you um, and provide your security, especially um, digital security. And uh, man, it has been a it's been a journey trying to sort through how to best keep my privacy and keep my data private and keep apps from spying on me and sending data to places I don't want them to send it. It has been a lot of learning, a lot of interesting things and a lot of horrifying things along the way. So today I'm going to share some of those things with you. Uh, first off, I've got, I've got about eight different categories to go through. First off, something that everybody uses, email. Maybe everybody doesn't use email anymore. I don't know. But email. 
there are some really good options outside of Google. Um, I, I can't stress this enough. Stop using Google. Just in every way, shape, and form, you're going to hear me repeat it 50 times in this in this episode um, because they are incredibly intrusive. They are in everything. They own so much stuff. It's it's really difficult to uh, to find really good things to use that uh, <laughs> that Google wasn't a part of. Um, but thankfully for y'all, I've done a lot of the research and I've I've looked into a lot of it. So first off, emails. There are I don't know. There, there are a few different kind, uh, different email services that you can use. Um, the best three that I know of are uh, Librem, uh, Tutanota, I think is how you pronounce it. T U T A N O T A. Um, and my personal favorite, the one that I use, Proton Mail. Proton Mail is based in Switzerland. Tutanota, I believe, is based in Germany. Um, I chose <laughs> I chose Proton Mail over Tutanota solely. It just came. They were both great services, but it solely came down to the name. I don't think I could say Jake Green at Tutanota.com and feel like a real person. <laughs> so, so it was uh, that was the final decision there. But they're both phenomenal services. And Proton Mail has a lot of or a few extras. Um, they've got some things in beta, um, which we'll go over here in a little bit. Great. I mean, Proton Mail works wonderfully. It's encrypted end to end. Um, it will never share your emails. It will never share your data. It is completely about privacy for Proton Mail. And I really haven't had any problems with it. I have it pulled up right now. Um, it functions very similarly to uh, to a, you know any other email account, Gmail, Yahoo, all those things. So, um, and it's not expensive. I think. Uh, let's see. I'm going to see how much I'm paying for this. Bear with me. So there is a free version of Proton Mail that gets you one gigabyte of total storage, um, one email address, 150 messages per day, three folders, three labels. Obviously, it's a lesser version because it's free and this is a smaller company, so they want people to pay for it. Um, for individuals, if you're not a business, you can. there's a $3.50 a month plan. Phenomenal. Um, you get unlimited messages per day. That's the one that you want. Uh, 15 gigabytes of storage 
and you can have 10 email addresses and one custom email domain. You can also do Proton Unlimited for eight bucks a month, which gets you 500 gigabytes of storage, priority support, 15 email addresses, three custom email domains, unlimited messages, a whole bunch of things. It's got end-to-end -end encryption, password-protected emails, encrypted contact details. It is a incredibly convenient and wonderful product to have. They also have their own calendar, their own drive, similar to Google Drive, um, and we'll get to these later, but it has their own VPN. Um, they also have business accounts. So I, I run the, uh, the $10 a month business account um, because it has a bunch of things that I need for my businesses. So I don't know as much about uh, Tutanota anymore because I did this research like two years ago for this email service. And uh, Librem, I barely know anything about, but I do know that it is always ranked near the top um, when I look these things up. So if you're looking to protect your emails, ProtonMail, Tutanota, Librem, or do your own research and find the one that works for you. Because Google complies too often with the government so do all these other companies they oh man um you know they'll turn things over they'll give your data if the government requests something they'll they'll give it to them um there's virtually no privacy with google and things like amazon alexa all that kind of thing so again uh I don't want it to sound like Google is the boogeyman, but Google is in everything. And quite frankly, I think they're a huge problem. Um, I think they've done a lot. I, you know, They control 92% of searches online, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, and they manipulate their results. That gamut. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, actually, we'll get to it right now. Next up is browsers and search engines. There are only two browsers that I would suggest, really only one, but okay. The two are DuckDuckGo and Brave. DuckDuckGo is privacy-based. They focus heavily on not using your data and not doing any of you know anything illicit with it. Um, however, they do curate search results now, which I don't care for. It's not, it's not necessarily a privacy thing. It's more of a, am I getting the correct information thing? Because when you search for things on Google, guess what? You're not getting all of the results that you should be getting because those results are curated. Um, the one that doesn't do that is Brave. It's a wonderful browser. It is Chrome-based, so it's got the same coding um, as, as Chrome did, but they will not collect any data from you. They even have, uh, even have um, private windows. They have private windows with Tor, which I don't know tons about Tor. That's not my area of expertise. Um, so I'm not even going to go into that. Brave is 
pretty great. I mean, I, as with any new company, uh, they every now and then you'll have a glitch, but most of the time it works perfectly. I've had no problems with it. It was a pretty seamless transition transition. I went from Chrome to Safari to Brave once I found Brave. Um, and Brave is definitely the most like Chrome uh, as far as interface. It's super easy to, to manage. It's not hard to, to navigate and figure out exactly how to use it. It's got a lot of awesome settings you can use to increase your privacy. Um, and it also allows you to have things like a digital wallet for crypto, which is pretty stinking cool. Um, you also earn as you, as you browse. So you earn um, the Brave token. What is the Brave token called? BAT, Basic Attention Token. And so you earn based on how much you browse and you can choose to donate those earnings to the programmers who are creating and fixing and updating Brave, which, which I do. Um, I believe a Brave token is worth like 50 cents right now. I don't know, something like that. My favorite part of Brave is it tells you how many trackers and ads it blocks, how much bandwidth it saved, and how much time it saved based on those ads that have been blocked. Um, so for me on my desktop, it's blocked 319,492 trackers and ads. It saved 5.21 gigabytes of bandwidth and saved me 4.4 hours of time. I mean, that's pretty impressive. This is since... I'm, I think I downloaded it in January. So I think this is eight months worth. It saved me four hours of my life based on due to trackers and ads. Um, so if you didn't know it, uh, Google not only tracks what you do online, but it, the Chrome browser allows other companies to track your movements. So like for a while, I'm not sure if this happens anymore because I got caught. Um, Facebook could track your browser movement after you left Facebook. So it would know where you went and what you were interested in, what you were doing. Um, that's pretty terrifying. So Brave stops all of that. None of that happens. And you can undo the tracker if and the ad thing if you absolutely need to for a specific website, but it blocks all of those things. And it is easily the most secure internet browsing that you have. And one of my favorite things is the search tool, which is newer than, than the actual browser, actually gives you uncurated search results. So if, if you're searching for the latest news um, on a particular subject, you're going to get the latest news. Whereas with Google, you might not get that because they might not want you, they might not prioritize that. They might not want people to necessarily see that. 
um, depending on what it is, because that happened a lot. It happened a lot with vaccines and masks and a lot. I mean, just a lot with COVID. Just a whole lot um, of, of search result curating. And I don't know about you, but I don't care for that. When I want real information, I want real information, not someone else's idea of what I should have available to me. So, yeah. All right. So, DuckDuckGo and Brave, preferably Brave. Go get your Brave browser. Don't Google things anymore. Brave things. <laughs> um, somewhat in line with uh, browsers, you should have these on your phones and your computers. VPNs. Okay. VPNs take your location, mask, basically they mask your location. So whatever your IP address is can be traced to your specific location, like down to a few feet. So um, no matter what you're doing, uh, if your computer is on, if your phone is on, you can be tracked based on your VPN. I mean, based on your IP address. And so a VPN masks that it scrambles it. Um, I personally, we're coming back to Proton Mail. They have a, um, they have their own VPN service, which is awesome. That you can route your your uh, connection through, I don't know, fifty different places, and each of those places has multiple fifty different countries, and each of those countries has has like multiple different nodes that you can go through. And it's a really easy interface. I mean, this is basically just going to turn into a commercial for ProtonMail because <laughs> their their services are just so daggum good. Um, and they have ProtonVPN for your computer and your phone. It's extremely easy to use. It comes with uh, some of the higher packages, uh, email packages. Um, so I, I don't have to pay for it. I just, it came with, came with my business plan and it's also super useful for, let's say like Netflix France has a movie that you want to see, but Netflix USA doesn't, um, you can route your VPN through, through France, um, in order to watch that movie so it's 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 very nice for getting around things like that i love it love it for that um, but i also love it just because it it protects my identity protects my computer and masks where i am at any given time um, which is just a great thing to have and if, if you're not worried about your privacy if you're not worried about your security and people surveilling you i, I don't think I mean, I used to not, I, my, my, my the go-to thing I always hear is, well, if I'm not doing anything wrong, why does it matter? And that's just a terrible thing to like, it's just a horrible excuse. Um, not to, <laughs> not to take this back to Nazi Germany, but, um, the Jews weren't doing anything wrong, you know, uh, you don't have to be doing things wrong for people to want to spy on you, hurt you, control you. Um, you just have to exist in order for that to happen. So um, 
something good to do is is try to get a little more privacy in your life because the internet is a relatively new thing i mean having a digital life is a new concept it's it's not something that you know previous generations have had to deal with and believe it or not like it is an extension of your physical life you while the digital world isn't like tangible uh you can be drastically affected by things that happen online and on the internet and um in in your digital life uh it while 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 it isn't tangible it is real in the sense that your life is heavily impacted by it so it's something you should protect just like you would protect things inside your home um you wouldn't want you know 50 people to be up against your window poking their heads in and looking around and trying to see where all your stuff was well it's the same thing with browsers phones um email servers um all that kind of stuff so take a little time it's really not that hard like you can do some very minimal things to to limit how often or how much you are tracked and and um how much privacy you do have um and a lot of that is just settings just settings on your phone turn off location services turn off um apps sending things to to their developers uh there's we'll get into phones here in a little while but there's a whole bunch of small things you can do that won't change your entire life and honestly i would i would like one of the first things i did was get a new email which was proton mail all right vpns there's tons of them there are tons of them i mean i used to use betternet there's proton vpn there's um i don't know there there are dozens and a lot of them are very good let's see what the best search results are nord vpn that's a great one uh let's see what forbes says about the top 10 which these lists are always stupid but um no no nope 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 ip vanish that's a pretty good one express vpn that's a decent one yeah they don't even have proton vpn on here so it can't be correct um get a vpn service okay uh we're gonna touch lightly on um crypto bitcoin actually just bitcoin um i had an experience the other day um my wife and i were buying a used truck and we needed our bank to you know wire the money to this new bank where we were getting a we we're picking up the uh truck from and it took two days to get the money there two days of us having to drive 50 minutes there 50 minutes back um did it take three no two days um and man 
that was so frustrating. It was extremely frustrating just to be like, just hit the daggum button and send the money. Like, it's just really not that difficult. And took all of these steps to get that done. And they promised it would be their same day. And it technically was, I think, but then the receiving bank wasn't open anymore. So we still couldn't get it confirmed and get it pushed through. Um, it was just an extremely frustrating process. And it made me really realize how awesome Bitcoin is because all of that money could have been done, could have been sent in an instant. In just one instant. Like, you know, take 10 seconds to send on the Lightning Network. And really made me realize how much better, how much better Bitcoin is than than having your money in a bank. Um, and one thing about a bank is they don't actually have the money that that it says they have in your bank account. So if you want, and the government can uh, request all those transactions. You in order to have a bank account. You have to, the bank is required to go through a verification process, um, send a whole bunch of documents to the government, send your ID, send all these different things, just so you can have the privilege of banking with their institution. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. And a lot of, a lot of this uh, surveillance was due to the Patriot Act, which us libertarians know is a freaking travesty. Travesty against humanity. One of the worst things to happen to the United States. Um, so with Bitcoin, you don't have to do any of that. You don't have to do any of that. You can you can privately own Bitcoin in a way that no one would ever know. That's a little harder, but you can have anonymous accounts. You don't you don't have to send off all these documents to any type of organization. That is then going to store them and possibly lose them or keep them or, you know, let the government have access to them. So if you want to privacy base your money, get on Bitcoin. Bitcoin, um, gold, I guess, put it in your safe at home or have it melted down into coins, whatever. Um, just the U.S. dollar and keeping your keeping your money in a bank is has no privacy whatsoever, and it's not even really there. There's no actual dollars backing it up. There's no nothing backing up a dollar. So, what? Okay, that's for a different day. We'll get into currency in the future. Okay, the next topic is smart homes. I cannot stress this enough. Do not have a smart home. If you have Google Internet, you have Google Nest cameras, you have a Google, I don't know, what are they called? Google router, I guess, and uh, a Google like assistant. And you're <laughs> allowing Google access to a Google thermostat, Nest thermostat. Um, you have absolutely no privacy none whatsoever they have access to everything i used to have nest cam nest came out 
I don't know, a decade ago. Um, I was very happy about Nest. It was awesome. Worked great for me. And then they got bought by Google. And fortunately, we moved after that. So we just left the Nest cams there for the next person who actually wanted them. But whatever. Um, again, just de-Google your life. De-Google your life. Every time I say Google now, I just think of that uh, old Italian woman saying, Hey, Google. <laughs> hey, okay, Google. Freaking hilarious. <laughs> um. Yeah, just no Alexa devices. Stop putting Alexa everywhere. I don't like, stop doing that. You don't need to talk to Alexa. Just type the daggum thing into your phone. It's, it's, you don't need a fake robot who's just a little like computer simulated AI thing to tell you who won the Super Bowl last year. Just freaking look it up on Brave using a VPN. Like, you don't need a little spy bot who has mics in it that you can't know for certain are turned off and who definitely listen to you. Definitely listen. I'm pretty sure it's been proven a few times over um, that Alexa's can and have listened to folks. So stop getting them. Stop getting little Google pods and Apple home things. Um, stop doing all that. You don't need to automate your life. It does not save you that much time. And it only increases your reliance on something you can't control. Um, yeah, I just can't, I can't stress that enough. Like there's a thermostat that people have been installing. I think they were saying in Canada where if you're using too much energy, they the energy company and the government can adjust your thermostat. Don't get a smart thermostat. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Somebody like if 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 you have a product that somebody outside of your home can control. First of all, don't get that product unless you have to. Second of all. Use all precautions to make it extremely difficult or impossible for them to to get in there and control anything or even see anything. I, 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 can't, I can't believe the number of people who are OK with with. Alexa just sitting on their dining room table or kitchen counter and collecting unending amounts of data from their everyday life. It's mind blowing. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, it's, you know, it's the same people who are like, well, if I'm not doing anything wrong, well, that's a dumb excuse. Stop thinking that way. Go back and look at history and tell me what surveillance, what good surveillance has ever done for anybody. Not much. Definitely not much for innocent civilians. Okay. Uh, yeah. Minimizing no Alexa devices, no Google devices, no definitely no smart thermostats, no smart cameras, anything like that. Minimize devices with microphones. They caught uh, microphones in TVs a few years ago. Like why on earth would a TV need a microphone? 
Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like the things that they're, that they'll try to do, um, try to use to spy on you. It's nuts. Um, all right. Wireless carriers. There's only one that I've ever heard of. And if there are more, please drop it in the comments because I don't know all of the wireless carriers that focus on privacy. But uh, Volta Wireless, I had it for a while. I enjoyed it, but I didn't want to have two carriers and I'm already on a plan with my wife and um, and her family. So I just wanted to test it out. I'll probably get it again in the future. But Volta Wireless... The only bad thing about Volta Wireless was their customer service. Took forever to get back to you. Um, however, the service seemed great. Like I didn't really have any problems with it. Um, and they encrypt every single bit of your data. So going through the cell tower, they'll encrypt everything, which is a wonderful, wonderful service. Um, as far as phones go, uh, the iPhone is, is one of the better phones out there for privacy. I mean, it's not the all time best Volta actually has their own phone coming out. So maybe look into that now. Um, there are downsides to the iPhone. There's no removable battery, which is extremely concerning and really annoying. Um, and Got to be honest, haven't done much research into different types of phones. I do know that Volta is making their own phone, which I'm certain will be extremely privacy-based. On your phone, delete the apps and use the mobile web apps, um, mobile browser. If you knew how much data was being collected through your apps, you'd be horrified. They send so much information out and collect so much information from your phone. If you have TikTok, you need to delete that shit right now. Sorry for cussing. I know this is supposed to be a family-friendly <laughs> show, but you need to delete TikTok. It is one of the most invasive things. If you don't believe me, go look up Joe Rogan talking about TikTok and reading their terms of service. It is bananas what they can do. They track your keystrokes. They they can, I mean, they most likely have all of your passwords because they can track your keystrokes even after you left the app. So delete TikTok, delete apps. What I've been doing recently is uh, creating shortcuts to um, to websites. So like for you know, for my bank account, I'll, let's say, just say Capital One, I'll create a shortcut on my home screen that links to CapitalOne.com because CapitalOne.com runs through my Brave browser, which has tons of security, blocks trackers, blocks ads, and it's far less invasive. I mean, it's extremely uninvasive. Um, and very privacy centric when you when you do it that way um it is slightly more inconvenient it apps the actual apps tend to have a few more features uh but for me it's nothing i can't live without so 
delete your apps and replace them with shortcuts to that link through your Brave browser or whatever browser you choose. Um, a much better solution than, than having all these apps on your phone too. Uh, it takes up less space and is definitely less intrusive. Uh, okay, one of the biggest things and simplest things you can do is go through the settings on your phone. There are um, so many settings uh, that you can change. Let's see. Location services. Turn those off. Definitely go in and turn them off for specific apps because, you know, maybe you like using the Apple Maps app or the... Don't use Waze. Don't use Waze. Don't use Google Maps. Waze is owned by Google. It's doing the exact same thing that Google Maps is doing, except it was based more on a traffic pattern situation rather than a maps situation. Um, so as annoying as it is and is not great as they are, Apple Maps is a much more privacy-based application for route for routing. Um, for, for all these other ones, like why would all of the, by the way, all of these come with the location services being turned on and you have to say, turn it off. Like why would, let's see, why would ESPN need to know my location? Never turn that crap off. Why would Yahoo Fantasy Football need to know my location? Never turn it off. Definitely turn off location on Google Calendar, um, which I have to have for work, which drives me nuts. Um, just so many apps you'll look and be like, wait a second, why is this using my location? Like it, it should never need to use my location because there's no point for it to use my location other than to take my data and send it to somebody else. So location, um, you can go into privacy on things like your contacts, your calendars. You can tell tell it which apps um, you want to have access to things. Um, oh, interesting. This is a new one. App privacy report shows how often apps use the permission you've granted to access your data, like your location or microphone. Hmm. It also includes a breakdown of each app's network activity, website network activity, and the most frequently contacted domains. Well, I'm turning that on. I'd like to see that. That's cool. That's new. Never seen that before. Um, yeah, and you can see how all these different apps have access to different things in your phone as well. So like my contacts... Why does Dropbox have access to my contacts? Why have I not turned that off? Um, man, so many of these things. Why does Uber? No. Um, why does Twitter? No. Man, there are clearly still settings that I need to go through. So I'll do that later. I could get really distracted and go down a rabbit hole. Um, Settings on your phone. 
there are tons of them and uh whatever you can turn off turn off all right speaking of phones let's talk about some apps that you actually should download one a vpn we already talked about that a messenger app look iMessage for on iphones is great because it doesn't go over cellular it's it's a data thing um it it's far more secure than an SMS message that Android uses. Um, by the way, SMS just sucks. It, it, like, sorry, if you're an Android user and you have that little green dot, green bubble on my phone, sometimes I just want to scream. <laughs> um, messenger apps to get around this stuff. Signal. That's my number one go-to is signal uh you can message you can call and you can video chat and it's got a whole bunch of different functions it is technically free but you can donate to them every month uh which is how they stay afloat they're a phenomenal app end-to-end -end encryption they'll never give over your data they'll never track you they'll never mine anything they'll never give the government access to your messages signal is phenomenal i use it i'm slowly transitioning to where that's the only thing i use um at least with with folks that i know because um, not everybody has signal but hopefully more people will start getting it telegram is also a good one um it's encrypted it's privacy based um, i'm sure there are a bunch more if there are more that you know about put them in the comments I don't know everything about all this stuff. Uh, there are too many companies out there for me to know. So if there are any suggestions any of you have out there, please comment. Um, that would be super helpful for everybody. Use a password keeper. Use an encrypted password keeper. Um, do not just have them on a Google Doc. I'm, you know who I'm talking to. Hmm. Get it off a Google Doc or a Word Doc and put it in a password keeper. Uh, I use Msecure. 1Password is also great. And I used to use Dashlane, which is also great. But when I got married, uh, we merged all of our passwords into one thing. Um, because what's hers is mine and what's mine is hers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Msecure, 1Password, Dashlane. There are a whole bunch of great password keeper apps that integrate into different um different things on your phone and computer uh so get something like that smart watches don't wear them just you already have a tracker in your in your pocket why would you wear one on your wrist um oh this is an interesting one i did this yesterday actually it's been a while it's been on my to-do list you can blur your house on Google Maps. So on that street view, that street view thing, it comes by and takes a picture. I went and looked on mine last night and it took a very recent picture. And that was just drives me nuts. So you can go on there and you can go down into the bottom right hand. Go to your street view. Look at your house. Uh, go down to report a problem. And then you can 
it's pretty self-explanatory from there. You can ask them to blur your house and you can talk about how you have to give a description of what your house is so that they blur the right thing. Um, it is permanent, according to them. I don't really see how it's... Apologies. I don't really see how it's permanent, but they say it's permanent. So if you don't want to blur your house, then, then um, don't do it just for fun because... <laughs> Apparently you can't go back. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. There used to be a way to black out your entire property on Google Earth, which I am extremely interested in, but I've not been able to figure that one out. So if, if something ever comes up, maybe I'll do another episode just on that because that's a really interesting one. The fact that there are just a bunch of companies that have cameras in space looking down on us taking pictures or taking pictures from planes which they do that as well and that's how google gets all of their google earth whatever data um extra security so if you want like security cameras at your house that aren't things like google nest and all the alexa ones the Amazon-based ones, uh, get something like Lorex, uh, something that doesn't have a subscription service that has an at-home DVR that is wired. Wire wireless security cameras are super convenient, but you must have Wi-Fi in order to access them. Like I don't have to have Wi-Fi in order to keep my security cameras going. Um, they'll keep recording. I'll keep being able to see them from the from the uh, TV in my house. I can't tell you like if they you know if if your internet goes out in a bad situation and you can't access the security cameras that you've placed there for security purposes, then what's the point of having security cameras? So get some wired security cameras that are. I I really like the Lorex ones. The app is. Uh, can be challenging at times, but the Lorex security cameras are great because they draw their power from the same cable that they use to plug into the DVR. So you don't have to have them plugged into a whole bunch of different outlets. You can have them plugged into one and it's extremely convenient. And you can just have, I have a battery backup system um, for my security camera and my computer. So um, I'll have I'll have those um, up and running even if even if the power goes out. So um, yeah, a DVR based system that doesn't use a subscription. I've really only done research on a couple. Lorex was the one that I went with. Uh, like I said, the app is okay, but the cameras are phenomenal and the the equipment is great. Let's see door locks. Use analog locks. Um, there are some smart locks out there that don't uh, control their their locks from afar, or that can't control their locks from afar. We use Lockly. Um, well, we use Lockly for some things. Uh, Lockly is a pretty good one. I like it. It's got uh, a digital readout rather than a keypad, and the numbers move around. So you're not always touching the same spots on the keypad. It also has fingerprint entry and manual entry as well. Uh, a really basic thing, get a cover for your 
phone camera and your computer camera. Really not that hard. Um, just they have little slide ones that slide open when you want to use it, slide close when you don't. Super easy. A uh, little bit bigger, electric cars. So electric cars can be controlled, um, have the potential to be controlled from uh, remotely. And it's really not what you want. Um, they also collect a ton of data. Like we have an electric car and don't get me wrong. It's a great car. Like they're really fun to drive. We really enjoy it. But if that's your only car, that could be an issue. Um, anything that's able to be tapped into remotely can be disabled remotely, can be controlled remotely. And when you're in a situation you don't want to be in that you you want to have a 100% reliable car or 99% reliable car. And so if just basically don't don't have an electric car as your only car. Plus they're way harder like you have to have so much power to to charge them. Um we're venturing on more security right now rather than privacy, but um yeah, don't if you're going to have an electric car, have another car as well. Um, ideally one without a computer in it. So like 70s and 80s, um, before they started putting full-on computers in cars, uh, some analog that will run no matter what. Yeah, I guess that wasn't so much a privacy thing. Anyway, uh, if you want ultra wireless privacy if you want to get away from your phone entirely and not have any type of signal going to or from it get a faraday cage faraday sleeve these things are super cheap uh it's basically i mean you can just think of it like a envelope made of foil kind of thing uh it blocks all signals coming in and out yeah i mean those things are great for when you want complete and utter privacy if you just don't want your phone to be on at all. Uh, if you don't, like, like I said, you can't take a battery out of the iPhone. Massive problem. Like uh, uh, the iPhone is always on. There's no way to turn it off, <laughs> which, man, that just sounds so creepy. Get a Faraday cage if you want one. I mean, I try to keep my phone like out of, out of like our bedroom, the places like that. Um, yeah, especially, especially since they're always on. The more I think about that, the creepier it is. Um, which obviously I think they sell as, well, if you lose your phone, you can always find it even if it's off. True, but they can always track you even if it's off. I guess in this day and age, the opposite of privacy would be convenience because i think that's what people are trading their privacy for is convenience i think you know when you can automate your when your alarm goes off in the morning and you can automate your coffee maker and your blinds to open and your garage door to open and your car to heat up and you know all these different things that's incredibly convenient it's really nice. Like you don't have to do any of that. Um, that saves you, I don't know, a good one minute. 
Um, but it also saves your brain from having to think about any of that, which I know is nice. But what you're doing is you're you're swapping out your privacy and your self-reliance to reliance on other people and no privacy. Uh, and people do not value privacy enough, in my opinion. Um, too many people will go solely for convenience. And I mean, I've seen some smart home automations that are insane. You, you can go on a massively long YouTube binge. Um, just, just seeing the insane amount of smart home devices and smart home, uh, protocols that people use in their home and office. It's, it's very cool. It's cool tech, but man, you're sacrificing a lot to to use it i feel like there are definitely some automations you can use without making your home a smart home connected to to big tech but i'm not really looking for that so if y'all have any ideas about that some people would be interested in that so um yeah i think that about does it i mean i've jeez i've talked for 53 minutes or 50 minutes or so about privacy and surveillance. All right, that'll work for me. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Again, on Friday, Mr. Ted Metz is coming on the show. We're going to have a great conversation. What else? What other housekeeping things? Um, there's just a huge election coming up this year in Georgia, y'all. There are a lot of good candidates. I'm going to try to get them all on. Actually, if you are a candidate running for any office in Georgia, send me an email, podcast at lpgeorgia.com. Send me an email. I'm going to try to start getting groups of two and three on at the same time so we can have a full-on Georgia discussion and get to know all of our candidates from around the state. So send me an email. I don't have everybody's contact info. There's no like, yeah. I don't have everybody's contact info, so send me your email, LP Georgia or podcast at lpgeorgia.com. If you're interested in anything the Libertarian Party has to say, if you're interested in any of these ideas I've been talking about or um, joining the LP, uh, visit lpgeorgia.com. There's a lot of information there. You can donate. You can become a member. Uh, just a whole bunch of awesome stuff on, on the website, and it's getting better and better each day. So. Again, this is Privacy and Surveillance Month, so we're going to do a whole lot to try to help you um, know how to get the most amount of privacy while not sacrificing quality of life. Um, well, maybe sometimes you'll have to sacrifice quality of life. What do I know? Uh, we're going to... I know that some of the topics we're going to talk about are going to be... Um, Maybe a little terrifying, maybe uh, disconcerting, maybe just not believable. But we're going to get into that in the coming weeks. So until then, uh, be safe out there, stay private, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on Friday.